Hey guys, I'm Nick here with Tanner and Zach, and thanks for tuning into the Voyager Way, a podcast dedicated to sharing our passion for everything outdoors with listeners just like you. Whether it's talking about incredible trips we've been on, teaching you the best way to get your own adventure started, or talking with amazing guests about the incredible things they've done or places they've been. You can find it all here on the Voyager Way. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the Voyager Way podcast. I'm not sure how we keep getting so lucky with these guests, but we are, again, incredibly excited to be talking with another outdoor adventure enthusiast and one of our very close friends. Tanner and Zach grew up playing hockey with him. We have gone on multiple fishing and camping trips together. After high school, he played hockey up in Alaska and is currently playing hockey and going to school in Green Bay at St. Norbert's College. This man is also one of the hardest working and caring individuals we know. Long story short, if you're putting together a crew for an outdoor adventure, you'd be lucky to have this guy on it. His name is Michael Spethman, and we are so excited that he agreed to take some time out of his day to talk with us. Mike, welcome to the podcast. How are we doing tonight? Good. Uh, my tires are nice and pumped, so thank you for having me. <laughs> cool. So do you just want to give us a little um, kind of COVID update with your hockey stuff right now? Um. Yeah, I don't know. We're uh, practicing like normal. Um, we're supposed to be wearing masks. We kind of just wear a buffer on our neck. But uh, during practice, we're all we're all good to go because our whole team had COVID um, a couple months ago. So <laughs> okay, nice. that's a good way to get rid of that problem, I guess. <laughs> How are things at school with COVID for you guys? Um, it's actually going pretty well. We're uh, still all in person actually up until this week and now we're, everyone's going home for Thanksgiving. So it's been normal enough, I guess. When was, when was the season supposed to start or is it still, are you guys still on schedule? Yeah. Uh, I think normally it starts around the beginning of November, uh, practice before that, but then games start. But now we're hoping to start games January 8th. Um, we practice every day right now, but Hoping to get some games in eventually. Yeah, cool. And are, are different schools kind of taking different precautions as far as like like who is actually going to play a season and who's who's not? Or Yeah, I think it's pretty much up to the AD at any given school. So there's some that are playing games like normal right now, and then most, most aren't, and some are canceled. So we're kind of right in the middle there. Yeah. Um, so talking about hopefully not – as much COVID stuff. How was, how was, cause this is your second year, right? Out there playing hockey yep. there. Yep. So how was, yep. how was the first year for you out there? I was awesome. Um, it's way different than playing juniors. Cause obviously you have to balance the school and hockey deal as opposed to juniors. You're just playing hockey and doing whatever else you want. But um, no, it's fun. Guys are great. Really good group. So I love it out here. So let's take it back to juniors, Michael. You uh, you finished high school. How excited were you to uh, not only get an opportunity to play hockey after high school, but to do it in a place like Alaska? Yeah, um, that was pretty awesome. Obviously, you guys know that fit me pretty well. I remember I was actually I was visiting Duluth, and I was all set to sign up and go to school there. And then on our way home from Duluth, I think, I got a call from the coach, and he's like, hey, I want you to come try out, whatever. I was like, yeah, I actually can't try out because I'm going on a canoe trip, but I would love to play. And he's like, all right, let's do it. So, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I went on, I went on that far north trip, and then got back, and a week later, I flew up to Alaska. No way. Okay, so and then were you? Was that just one season long? And then and now you're in in Green Bay. Or how how long were you in that league? 
Um, no, I was up there for two years total. So, and do you want to just kind of explain where you were and I guess like how the whole like junior setup works as far as like having a billet family and talking a little bit about your experiences with them? Yeah, for sure. Um, juniors is probably, um, it's way different for hockey just because it's kind of the stepping stone to try and get a college scholarship. So you go to your, your, uh, town or whatever and, I flew up to Alaska. I didn't know anyone up there. My billet family, who I was going to stay with for the time being, uh, picked me up from the airport. And it's like, all right, sweet. This is my new family, I guess. And uh, they were really welcoming. Um, I was asking probably way too many questions for their liking, but they loved it. They loved teaching me. And it was pretty cool. Just uh, I feel like a lot of people go to Alaska as tourists, and I got to see it from uh, a local standpoint. So. Yeah, let's talk about that billet dad. How did you get in contact with that family and how are you set up with them? Because I've talked to you a little bit before before, and he just has an awesome style of life. How did you get connected with them? Um, the team kind of connects people and I definitely got lucky. I would say I had the best best family out of anyone on the team and it definitely fit me the best as well because not many of the guys were super outdoorsy. So that was purely just random? That was the billet dad you were hooked up with? Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, my, my mom got an email while I was on that trip and then I got back and she's like, Hey, I actually went to high school with this girl that you're going to live with. And they seem awesome. Cause she's from Minnesota as well. And then, yeah. So her husband's from the cities and she's from Grand Rapids. So, so talk a little bit about what he did. Cause I know he's got a plane and he was flying around Alaska and whatnot. Is that, what does he do on like a daily an average day for him? Yeah. I mean, Technically, he's a plumber, but I don't know. He probably works. He probably works every three days. Um, he's got a plane that we'd fly around on. He kind of just uses that as a hobby plane. He flies around and looks for moose. See where the big moose are hanging out. Um, he got a he got a nice big ocean boat right after I left. Oh no! <laughs> we, go, we go halibut. We go halibut fishing and stuff uh, the summer after I was up there, but. Uh, He's got snowmobiles. I'd say his normal day, I'd be up before him. He'd wake up at 9, 10 o'clock and then uh, go check the trap line some days or go do some plumbing stuff and then get home and go for a flight. Awesome. And he's got a pretty substantial collection of moose antlers, doesn't he? Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think one time he told me it's probably worth like 40000 if he actually what? sold them. Jeez. Yeah. The, just the antlers? Yeah. Or worth that much money? Yeah, yeah. We'd go. That was kind of our Sunday thing during the winter. We'd go take the snowmobiles out, and you just kind of, you just drive around pretty much and look for them, and they'll just be sticking out of the snow when you grab them. So how? Okay, what? How much could a, how much would a pair of antlers sell for? <laughs> I want to say it's twenty bucks a pound. Twenty bucks a wow. pound. And they're they're pretty heavy. Obviously, it's just a big bone. Yeah. So. What the. Okay, so I need to start getting moose antlers. Yeah, what's the hell? <laughs> yeah, four cats. Okay, um, so that our last podcast that we just put out was with um, talking with Connor about his Alaska kind of experiences. Um, right. Can you speak at all about like how? Because obviously, like growing up in Minnesota, like being in the woods, hunting, fishing, all that kind of stuff. How is like how is Alaska different? Like how is it? Is it like does it feel that much different when you're up there, or like not as much? Or can you like t- touch on that a little bit? Yeah, um, 
I don't know. I, I don't know if it's just the people that are up there and there's just kind of something about them that they're like nomadic, I guess, but they're just kind of, they just do whatever they want, whether it's totally legal or not, to be <laughs> honest. And obviously it's a different uh, environment with all the mountains and like glacier rivers and stuff, but it's just, it's awesome. I love Minnesota, but Alaska is a close second for sure. Um. Talk a little bit about the wildlife, because I know talking to you, it's kind of like the moose are just squirrels up there. You just see them all over. <laughs> Is there ever a story of you running into a moose in a funny way or something with the wildlife? Um, yeah, dude, you see moose everywhere. Like, I on average, I probably saw two moose a day, like just driving to the rink, or <laughs> they'd come in the backyard, and our, my billet dad would be yelling at him to stop eating his plants and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. I would say I would say once a week. This is kind of the funny thing. Once a week, we'd get a text from one of the guys, and they'd be like, "Hey, I'm gonna be late for practice. There's a moose sitting by my car, like, and they don't move. You know? <laughs> they don't really care. So they're just sitting there. It's so, like the equivalent of my dog ate my homework up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, would do you prefer venison or moose? Oh man, I, I had moose every day. Like, they never bought meat, so I would say it depends how you cook it, obviously, but. I grew to like moose a lot. Yeah. Do you have any ambition to go back up there and do some moose hunting then with your billet family? Oh yeah. I've, uh, I've talked to him about that and he can't wait there. He's always texting me when are you flying in. And I was like, I got school right now. But... <laughs> and you're up. No, he, uh, he gets a lot of guests like that and he'll just, as long as you pay for the gas for his plane, which isn't much, he'll fly you out to his hunting spots where he thinks they'll be and stuff. So, um, and your, your family was able to get up to Alaska a couple times too, right? When you were up there. Yep. Yep. They actually came up the two Thanksgivings I was up there and then my mom would fly up every now and then, or my dad would come up and visit. So it was good. Cool. And then I think didn't, uh, didn't Reagan come up once too, or was a couple other people did, right? Yeah. Yeah. They came up for Thanksgiving. Uh, they rented a little house there right outside of town. That was fun just to get like get them up there and obviously reagan loves this stuff so you got to explain the way of uh the way of the life in kenai alaska i guess um i know you already mentioned the halibut but uh kenai where you were at i think our our uncle uh he's a pretty avid fisherman and he goes up to alaska on the kenai river to fish for salmon uh he try i think he tries to get up there at least once a year he's been up there a lot yeah can you talk about the fishing you you done and like the you did and the type of fish y'all caught up there yeah for sure um i would say so i was probably 20 minutes out of kenai the actual town kenai and the kenai river is pretty well known worldwide for their coho and king salmon um so we would go we would go to uh the kenai river pretty often but more often i would go to a little smaller river that was less touristy and we would catch Oh my, it was insane. You just sit on the shore and toss like a little hook with a string on it and you would catch anything you want. King salmon, silvers, pinks. Those ones with the big humps on them were the easiest. Um, <laughs> never so you now just you toss your little... line in there from shore and it was just one after the other? Yeah, you, you're supposed to, not all of them bite exactly. You're supposed to kind of like thread the hook into their mouth. But my billet dad uh, taught me the keen eye twitch, and you just kind of give it a yank. <laughs> every, now <and> then. <laughs> every now and then you get them on the tail or something, and that can get bad. But 
So there's obviously a lot of like salmon and fish around that area. So I'm guessing there's also a lot of bears. Did you guys ever run into any like bear problems or have any crazy stories about that? Um, I I don't have many stories about bears. We'd see them obviously like driving to the rink and stuff. I'd say one. I honestly I forget this happens a lot, but um, I went with two of the guys that are from Alaska moose hunting like my second week up there and obviously i didn't have a gun i didn't have a permit or anything so they're like yeah we'll just go walk around over here and i'm walking around with no gun in alaska my second week there <laughs> and the guy's like Shh. and he's like oh, there's a there's a big bear right over there and we look and you can see this massive grizzly bear through the trees and we just take off obviously it probably wasn't smart but like we just took off running got to our car like uh, <laughs> looking back it's like what the hell were we thinking because obviously you don't just run from a big grizzly bear but <laughs> we, we made it out all right so you don't have to outrun the bear you just have to outrun your friends <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly i did that i think so was uh so were a lot of the guys on your on your hockey team were they pretty local or were they from kind of all over yeah they're from they're from everywhere we probably had uh maybe six guys from alaska but other than that all over Sweden, Europe, a lot of the United States, but even Europe. So, well, especially even if you're from Alaska, like you could be very far away from from Kenai or wherever you are. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, cool. Okay, so so talking, um, switching gears a little bit. I know we talked about um, Reagan came up and visited you in in Alaska, and you guys were on. The, you guys did a Voyager trip together, right? A late Voyager trip. Yep. Yep. Were you on that one too, Tanner? Yep. Yeah. Um, so I was just kind of wondering the dynamic this, I was just thinking when I was just, when I was kind of prepping for this, this podcast this morning, I was, I was wondering kind of what that dynamic was like since, um, like Mary went on the trip and was a huge part of it with guiding and the base camp manager and then Peter and then David. And then like, since you were obviously the youngest in your family, what was it like? And I'm kind of interested cause I was the oldest. So I was the first one to do it. Um, and then Tanner did it after me obviously. And um i'm just wondering like the different dynamic from being like the oldest and then for you like growing up with all of your siblings going through this program um kind of what was that what was that like yeah um i'd say i don't know if it has any impact on my experience with the trip but like going into it i obviously like had gone out to base camp and was paddling and mary would like teach me how to paddle and stuff so i i kind of knew what i was doing a little bit better it felt like but obviously I wanted to like still buy into the whole process and it was still a great experience just and it was kind of fun to like hear all the stories beforehand and then go actually live it later on so cool and so you so you went on a also went on a far north trip with Tanner so Tanner do you what's your craziest Michael Spethen story from your far north <laughs> trip that you've got uh Michael do you know what I'm thinking of no <laughs> I do not. So a little weird, but and I don't know if it's a had to be there moment, but it's just definitely the craziest thing that happened. Oh, with not. Oh, oh yes, actually, I there's know, two things. No, <laughs> you know there's two. Yeah, there's two things. Can I say two things? Because yeah, they're both you, just. Yeah, you can say two things. Cra- I think the craziest stories were with Michael probably when I was up there. So <laughs> the first one, uh, a little bit shorter. We are sitting in a hole, ready to poop or whatever. Don't know how to talk about this. It's gonna be kind of weird, but. I got the toilet paper and Michael's just sitting right next to me ass in his hole and he's like, Tanner, pass the toilet paper. And so I was kind of like in an awkward stance 
and I just like threw it behind my back. <laughs> I didn't. Th- I thought I could get it to him, whatever. And it's going right for his hole. Like literally directly in his hole. He takes his like right hand. If you can imagine this, we're sitting just like facing, we're both facing the lake. So we're like sitting right next to each other. It's like I test it behind my back and it's going behind him like, oh shit. He just throws his right hand back there and snags the toilet paper just right before the hole. <laughs> like, let's go. Uh, it was just the two of us. I think it was ahead of be there, but we kind of, but it was awesome. That's probably my most, uh, my best athletic um, highlight. <laughs> Catching the That's why you're playing college hockey with that athleticism. <laughs> um, so then the second one, it kind of got a little serious on the second one. It wasn't all funny games like the first one. We were paddling in the morning, and we were paddle partners. Uh, we had three other boats. And the previous day, it was like super windy day, perfect tailwind, and we brought out our sails that we had brought for the first time of the trip. Um, and we like cruised the camp. It was actually insane. It was right after like a super long, like the longest portage of the trip, I think, or one of the longest besides the height of lands. Um, so you're pretty tired or whatever. And you just got to paddle like three, four hours of camp. It kind of sucks, but we got the sails out and it took us probably to our camp in like two hours. I don't know what it was. We flew and we didn't have to paddle at all. So it was sweet. So yeah. (laughs) So the next day, uh, Michael and I are partners and I don't know if it was my idea. I think it might've been, but we just decided to pull out the sail again because we're like, hey, we got a little wind here. Why not? And uh, it <laughs> happened to be a little bit too much of a side wind, I think, because we probably got like a mile away from all the other boats or more. I don't know. We couldn't even really see them. There's a video. I remember. <laughs> you were just gone. We were just, they were way up to the right and we just had drifted like way to the left in the <laughs> very middle of this like huge lake. Whatever. So like whatever we're fine it's like early morning we can catch up they'll like make some stops or whatever but then all of a sudden in like the horizon we just see smoke and like this orange hue over like the mountains or hills or whatever to the side of us yeah so we look at each other and we're just like i've never been in a forest fire before Mike is like no neither. like i don't know what to do <laughs> so we start kind of freaking out or whatever uh but then they stopped eventually and it took us probably like 30 minutes to an hour to catch up to them but we finally catch up to him and Austin, we like, we're worried about the forest fires and Austin's like, oh no, those are way behind, like, we're fine. Those are way behind. Like, oh shit, we just thought we were going to die out here with the forest fires. You guys are just way up. Uh, but yeah, those are. Man, they, they don't know how scary that was to be out there, I don't think, because they were paddling along shore, having a good time, you know, and we were just stuck out in the middle and there were some big waves too. Like the wind got pretty intense and then there's forest fires and oh man. <laughs> yeah. They were just chilling and we were kind of nervous a little bit but it worked out how many yeah, far dude, north trips? That, was, that was intense yeah. how many far north trips did you go on mike just the one i okay. just did two uh two trips total okay nice and so how do you how do you feel like i mean we've talked about this with some other people who have gone on these trips like how do you feel like going through the voyager program um and especially like our i feel like our friend group is pretty is pretty close um How's that kind of influenced going to all these different, like being a part of all these different teams, bouncing up to Alaska and then back down like into the U.S. and um, now in Green Bay? Like how is, do you feel like being a part of like these trips and having all these like outdoor experiences and just being with like probably some pretty good dudes that has influenced um, kind of just the, the relationships you've had and like the dynamics with your teams? 
Yeah, uh, I think you learn a lot of really good lessons on that trip on just like how to work together with others and kind of look after each other before yourself, which is kind of the main the main idea. Um, so definitely definitely helps in the team team sense. But uh, in in Green Bay, I mean, none of these people have really done anything like that. There's a lot of Canadians on my team, but none of them have really like done outdoor trips. So it's not like something I connect to them with really. So honestly, I don't even like, I don't even think about going on outdoor trips while I'm here. Like we talk about hunting and stuff every now and then, but um, it definitely, it definitely makes a big difference as far as teamwork and leadership stuff goes, I'd say. Yeah. Nice. Actually um, speaking of outdoor trips, I don't know what your, are you guys pretty busy over the like winter break or do you guys get a little bit of time off? Um, yeah, I get, uh, I get the 11th to the 27th off and then I'm coming back, buzzing back quick for Mitch's wedding. So cool. Yeah. Cause Mitch just, Mitch just sent me, um, and for everybody listening, Mitch is Zach's brother and he's out in Portland and he just sent me pictures a couple days ago this weekend. He was out at, uh, did he send you those? Yeah, that was awesome. Those winter camping yeah. ones. Yeah. So we're, we're trying to set up a trip, um, up in like the boundary waters or something. If like doing some winter camping up there with Mitchell's bringing his, that big canvas winter tent. Yeah. back with and then zach you're kind of building or you're thinking about building another tent aren't you thinking about it yeah, yeah. we'll see if i have time another canvas one yeah <laughs> he said it's so much better like you just like especially with the stove in there like you can actually get warm and like you have like actually space in the tent <laughs> those pictures that he sent just looked unreal just like so it was like he was just making hot dogs yeah. in his tent like, and if we haven't if by the time you guys are listening to this if we haven't posted them we we definitely will because they're they're so cool and mitchell handmade this tent with his with zach with your grandma um but okay, yeah. So talking about kind of Voyager trips and relationships and stuff, Mike. Um, I know you've been dating Maddie for a while, and she also went on the trip. How is yeah? Like, how is that kind of coming from like an outdoor perspective? How is it, like how has that affected your relationship as far as just like stuff that you both enjoy doing? Um, is it kind of nice just knowing that if you're if you want to do something like outdoors and that kind of stuff, she's probably down for it. Yeah, yeah, and she's honestly probably more like uh willing to plan that stuff than i am lately but uh it's just nice to know like if i want to go to the bond waters or like this summer we went out to glacier she knows what she's doing and she's honestly pretty good at all that so like i would trust her paddling and whitewater and all that so it's good i like it a lot you know yeah <laughs> so what do you guys have planned next what's the next big trip you guys have what's that what's that what's the next big trip that you guys have planned together uh, we're going to Arizona over Christmas break, just a little golf trip, but, uh, I don't know. We've, we've been talking about, we've been talking about doing, um, like a backpacking trip or something out West, which would be pretty awesome. Cause we just, we went to Glacier this summer with her family in an RV and it was kind of a, a crap show because our RV wouldn't go over 50 miles an hour. We had to drive across <laughs> country. So, but it was fun. We still got some hiking in and stuff, but it'd be fun to do. Uh, a little bit more of a intense hiking trip for sure. Where does where does she go to school again? She's at uh, U of M, Minnesota. Okay, cool, cool. Um, okay, cool. So let's see what else. Yes, is there any? I know we talked about a little bit ago. Um, we were kind of texting back and forth, and you said you kind of miss like bow hunting and that kind of stuff. Um, and I know you're super busy with school and hockey. What's but if there was some new outdoor activity that you've either like 
kind of discovered up in Alaska or while you've been in Green Bay that you kind of want to want to start getting into? Is there something that's kind of on your been on your mind that you kind of that you'd like to kind of spend some more time on? Yeah, um, I don't. I think I think I like hunting way more than fishing and camping. Like hunting's just that's that's what I like to do the most. Um, I don't know what it is exactly about it, but um, I would say like waterfowl hunting. I really want to get into eventually. Obviously, deer hunting's fun and stuff, but I can't sit still for that long and not see deer. You know, and it's just fun when there's birds flying in all over the place, and you can kind of be going crazy, like celebrating after each shot and stuff. So I like that. I'd say duck hunting for sure. So I'm assuming you've done a little bit of it before. Yeah, I've done enough to get hooked for sure. Yeah, that was uh, that was Zach and I was talking, like especially with, because Zach and I went out deer hunting. Was that last weekend? Not two weekends. Ago. Yeah, two weekends ago. And like, you're just kind of creeping on your toes and like, you're whispering to each other and like, you're making sure that like the whole time you're not making a sound and like, like contrast that to like duck hunting. You can just, like, can't you just kind of, doesn't really matter. You just walk to wherever you're going and shoot the shit. And yeah, yeah. You can just sit there. I I remember one time I went hunting with, uh, I don't know if you guys know Matt Moe's, but, uh, Matt Moe's is a very colorful character and me, him and Reagan garden went goose hunting out kind of by Zach's house there by Grand Lake and we're sitting there all morning just shooting shit not seeing any birds and all of a sudden a goose comes in so we all stand up and we're in this we're in this little dinky canoe that's kind of shoved up in the in the reeds and we all stand up and everyone shoots the goose falls and we turn to like celebrate kind of look back and Reagan had fell into the <laughs> into the reed from like his recoil of a shock it was just <laughs> he's laying in the water it was so you guys had three people in the canoe duck hunting yeah yeah and we all had waders on which was not smart but (laughs) (laughs) i guess that's how you learn so Uh, nice so what so mike what are the next couple you're a sophomore right now so you just have do you have two more years left at st norbert so what what kind of like the next few years look like for you yep yep i got two more years here hopefully that's all it takes i guess Um, (laughs) And then, uh, and then hopefully I'll be back in Minnesota. Definitely want to try and get a job around Minneapolis or somewhere, somewhere in Minnesota. So that's kind of where I want to end up eventually. And what are you studying right now? I'm accounting major. So, so going back a little bit to the outdoor side of things, I know if we've talked about it in our past episodes, but Michael and his family, they are part of that group that goes up to Canada every summer with um the schmitz and the fritz families and that's always kind of i know we always look forward to it because it's kind of like our big annual get together of all the families because everybody's kind of off doing their own different things throughout the year and so this is like the one excuse that we have to all come together and do uh fishing and just talking and catching up and all that kind of stuff um what would you say is like your favorite part of that trip um i mean it's probably been a little while since you've been able to make it up there but um, just kind of looking back, what would you say is your favorite part about it? Yeah, uh, I definitely look forward to that trip every summer, man. Like, that's the one where if you miss it, you just kind of you're bummed for that whole week because you know what you're missing. Um, it definitely used to be about the fishing. I I think you guys talked about this in one of your earlier ones, but it used to be about the fishing. But as you get older, it's just more about hanging out with the guys and 
wait obviously waking up super early going fishing <laughs> is fun too but michael o'clock it's, it's, uh, yeah yeah it's definitely more fun when you uh forget the gas can or something like that you get better <laughs> stories on that. were you a part of that group no i wasn't but i've i've been a part of stuff like that so. <laughs> what, what would you say is like your favorite or like your funniest moment or story from over the years on that trip do you have any good ones um yeah i would say i would say that one day we were fishing outside the waterfall and i think it might have been too shallow to pull the boats up past it so we were sitting there fishing and my uncle danny he's a character he uh he got his line snagged in the rocks and he's sitting there trying to pull it out and instead of like asking i think my dad was driving the voice instead of asking my dad to pull over there and try and get it out my uncle reaches his foot in and tries to step into the water and he goes way down like past his head and he sinks way down <laughs> and he's like soaking wet these guys raw and stuff and like, my dad was like a little deeper than you thought huh and like, oh, yeah, whatever he went over got his thing undone and got back in the boat so do you know do you know the like, kind of the origin story of how we how you guys got like hooked up with with Kai, the the Canadian that we rent that cabin from and stuff, wasn't it your dad? Did he have some connections up there or what was it? Yeah, he he used to go up there and then he took my mom on their honeymoon up there, but that was with a different guy who was renting cabins and then he stopped. I think he retired or he sold his cabins and he said, uh, you should go to this guy and it was Kai. He gave him Kai's number. So I think that's where that all kind of started. Nice. Yeah, and then I think your dad reached out to my dad and then it became like, that first original group, and then it was like a year or two later. Then, Nick Tanner Brady, you guys. Schmitz, yeah. <laughs> I remember actually the day of Michael. We were at SPPM. I was like a sixth grader, and you're like a fifth grader or something. And you're like, uh, I heard we were coming on this trip, and I asked you about it, and we just got so pumped right away. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, I remember that too. Yeah, that's uh, it's definitely something to look forward to every year. So, isn't it funny looking back? Like I don't know, um, Michael. I definitely, I didn't send it to you because you weren't in it. But I think I sent it to Zach. I think you were there. Did you just get that Facebook message of like six years ago? We were in the Boundary Waters. That picture. Yeah. 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 It's so cool. Did you see that? I don't think so. It was. Yeah, uh, I don't think you were on that trip. Yeah. So I don't. I think it didn't like send to you or whatever. But it's like all of us. I think it was six years ago. Is what it says. Like six years ago today, you posted this. No, it wasn't today because it would have been the winter. So it was whatever. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it was just like it was cool seeing like how baby face we look especially like compared to like now, I just feel like I was, I was talking to Mitch. I was like, you just give us another 10 years and then that picture is going to pop up again. It's going to be like, wow. Like we were yeah. just babies going on these trips, but like, like there's nowhere else you'd rather be than like with your boys up in the boundary waters, just camping. You know what I mean? Yeah. It feels like just yesterday we took that picture. Honestly, I remember like everything from that day and everything. It's crazy. It's kind of crazy too. Like I know we weren't like that young, but the fact that like, our parents, everything were just okay with like us. Of like, I don't know how many there were like eight or nine of us. We're all like definitely in like the lower part of high school. For, at least I know I was, or maybe even like out of high school before that. And they're just like, yeah, sure, just go up for five days. <laughs> we're or gonna, we're gonna go up in the woods for a little bit. Okay, cool. We'll see yeah. you back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just cool that we had the opportunity, and they felt comfortable enough with us doing that. I feel like that's also like. That time period is when we probably made the most mistakes out of like 
any of our outdoor experiences because we're like <laughs> we didn't we do don't have long. our dads or any like mentors there to kind of do we actually had to like think through it and figure it out and we probably made a lot of mistakes and we learned a lot from those experiences yeah. and mistakes too yeah i feel like uh we definitely learned more than most on some of those trips where we don't have somebody holding our hand um i know i remember my first trip to the bondoirs and th- i've never done this ever since but i stood up in the canoe i got a fish on i stood up and the canoe like moved around a little bit and i fell and smacked my face on the canoe <laughs> and I'll never, I'll never do it again and my dad was there he's like did you learn something i was like yep so michael i feel like um whenever i think about our experiences that we had as far as like outdoor experiences i always think back to like when we were i don't even know how old we were we were pretty young before high school and I know you, me, and I think Mitchell did it was with us every once in a while because he could mainly drive. So it was nice if we could get him to do it. But all of our like trips onto uh, like Island Lake around the St. Cloud area and all of our like the lake is like a canoe only access lake. So we'd always try to go there because they always had bigger bass and fish that we could catch without a lot of boat traffic. And I remember also the one time when we were out there ice fishing and I mean, that lake has consumed so many of our phones <laughs> in yeah. some way. Like, I don't even know what the count is at, but there's plenty of phones in there. Um, but I remember the one time we took one of our friends who had never been ice fishing before. And there was four of us and we had one ice. I think it was your dad's ice house. And mm-hmm. it was like a pop-up one. It was only meant for two people and there was four of us. So we're like figuring out ways to have four holes and also have all four of us in there. And like I said, we took one of our friends who had never been ice fishing before and it was freezing outside. So we were all crammed inside and it had just gotten dark too. Um, And he was, something had happened with his line or his lure. So he was using his like flashlight with one hand and trying to do it with his other hand. But he's like, I can't do this. So he takes his phone with the flashlight on and goes to set it in like the side (laughs) pocket of the ice house. And he was like looking at his lure when he was doing it. (laughs) <laughs> and he like let go of it thinking that it was in the pocket and it just slid down the side of the ice house, hit like the bar at the bottom and then just slid like three and a half feet across <laughs> the floor and just dunked into one of the holes. No, no. And like at the time we were all sitting there and we just like the light was on. So we like it caught our eye I when it just dropped. Yeah. So we were like all just oh, yeah. watching this thing slide across the ice and then just dip into the hole. And we're like, oh no. And it like, since like it was flat, like the phone is flat, it had a lot of surface area. So it was kind of like swaying down, but it like didn't sway, like just straight down. It like went off center from the hole. Yeah. So it was like off to the side and the light was on facing <laughs> up. So it like illuminated the ice underneath us and yep. we could see it off to the side, but we couldn't get it. We were like trying to like, swing our treble hooks over and try to like grab it there was no way we were gonna actually grab it we had to at least try or do something yeah i I can picture that in slow motion right now honestly i picture that phone just sliding across the ice (laughs) and we left like a couple hours after that and the light was still on still cooking yeah yeah. that was yeah uh, i have one phone there so (laughs) that was the one phone and then the other two were you and zach at the same the same trip right mitch or yeah you and yeah not michael you and didn't you lose a phone there or have some troubles there and i was sitting in the ice house i think it just might have been me and you zachary and i had my phone in my lap and i did the classic stand up with your phone in your lap and <laughs> dunk into the hole yeah. the one when i was with you and mitch zach it was 
we all stood up in the canoe at the same time. It flipped over, and I think Mitchell had just got a new. Or no, you had just got a new phone, no, right? Mitchell, did. Mitchell just got yeah. a new phone. We already talked about this one in one of our previous really? episodes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, but, but, whoever didn't listen to it, yeah. it fell out of the canoe. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought it was funny because Zach was just like, Mitchell, your phone. And Zach's like, my phone. Oh, shit. <laughs> so yeah, that like definitely consumed yeah. a lot of technology. <laughs> we definitely picked up a lot of learning lessons along or through our time growing up going to that lake. And I know you and I killed it fishing there one year. We went there like almost every day after school. Yeah, back when we had time on our hands, that was yeah. nice. Or we'd go to my grandma's old house and we'd go shoot our bows and slingshots that we made with, I don't even know. But. <laughs> yeah, or uh, or the uh, atlatls. You remember those? <laughs> Do you want to explain what those are for people who don't know what they are? I don't know what that is. I can try. Um, it's like a, I don't know. It's a weapon that they used to use. I think natives used to use it, and it was actually proved to be very lethal, but it almost it's like a big handle and you just kind of hold it like this and then you have it's called a dart but it looks like like a five foot long oh, I've, arrow I've, seen, I've seen one of those oh. yep yep yeah and you just kind of like flick your wrist down and it launches the the dart and way so it's pretty people, much like kill deer and stuff with them so you have you have like a stick that just kind of almost extend like makes your arm longer and then that you just use that as a lever to throw pretty much like yep. a spear kind of yep. Yep. yeah Sick. Cool. What about uh, what about yeah, we never gave, we never made one that was very successful. <laughs> I feel like we tried to make anything and everything. Yeah, I was gonna say, what about just, the works bomb? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was not a good. <laughs> we were looking for stuff that we could try to make, like we were trying to make like these bows and slingshots, like all this other stuff. And somehow this thing came up where I was like, these things have a reaction and it like can make like a pop bottle like explode kind of thing. So I go, oh, sweet, let's try it, and we did it and it had a much bigger bang than we were expecting and that was funny oh yeah that was a legit explosion yeah (laughs) um well we appreciate you taking some time out of your day mike to to kind of talk with us and hopefully we kind of get you back in minnesota pretty quick here so we can make some more of these adventures happen how's that sound yeah i'm coming back i'm actually driving back tomorrow but i only get to be back for two days so i don't know if i'll make it up to st cloud but then i'll be back for christmas cool yeah zach tanner and i are all we're all right in st cloud so um yeah just keep in touch we'll definitely hopefully see you soon if not for mitch's wedding yeah Yeah, perfect perfect. thanks guys appreciate it all right cool thanks michael Michael. yeah take care see you guys thanks for tuning into the voyager way podcast Follow us on social media at The Voyager Way for more content from all our outdoor adventures and plenty of how-to videos to get you started on some adventures of your own.